0: With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.
1: We're on a collision course with the national championship and the only variable is time. Because the train is rolling, so anybody out there, I
3: can't
0: tell you what's going to happen right now, but it's coming. Get on board, or get out the way. That's what that is right there. We're coming like
3: this, man. When you're like this, you can't be beat, baby! You're listening to From the Paint Seats Podcast of the State of Louisville Podcast Network. Now, here's your host, Jacob Lane, Matt McGavin.
4: Look we said we were going to take a week off, but in, in the world of Louisville football, there are no days off. Do you all remember a couple of years ago when the Patriots won the Super Bowl and they started the chant, No days off, no days off. Let's, That's crossover right Come season. Come on, for let's you. do it. Job A finished. That's right. That's right. Well, we are we're back. back. to for another episode tonight after we said we were going to take some time off because we just can't stop talking about Louisville football right now. The excitement is at an all-time high uh, and, and it's a very timely episode. As you're listening to this, Louisville is just a couple of hours off of landing a graduate transfer quarterback through the transfer portal uh, in Jack Plummer. We were going to break all that down over the next couple of weeks. We've got so much on the docket here for the show, but tonight we've got a very special episode of from the Pink Seats podcast. Uh, be sure you're subscribed to the show if you're not. If this is your first time listening, we appreciate you tuning in, but we've got a great guest Zach Soskin. He's a name that uh, if you are on social media at all, follow Louisville football that you have probably heard. Maybe you're asking yourself, well, who is that? That's what we're here for tonight. We're going to we're going to tell the story of Zach Soskin and how uh, voltage uh, management company from a sports marketing perspective has gotten uh, their foot into the Louisville market and how they are helping athletes. Um, not only uh, find out about Louisville, but uh, to, to benefit from NIL. So we've got a lot to get into with Zach tonight, guys. Uh, Matt McGavick, Vincent Lococo, Presley Presley Meyer, aka Number One Jamari Johnson fan, all in the <laughs> building here for for an episode, um, guys. We just we just hopped off with Zach as we we transition into to bringing him on here for the audience. Is there any big takeaway or anything that you can kind of offer? Any nuggets that you might have for the audience about what they're about to listen to? If
1: you did not
3: understand NIL. You will after this interview. I promise you yeah. that
4: much. If you're if you're thinking it's just the wild wild west and oh here here's 150 here's thousands of dollars here thousands of no 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 no
0: I mean this
1: I, I, my mind is blown my mind is fried right now.
4: My I could sit here and talk to you all about a lot of what Zach did, said tonight on the show and you all would fall asleep. You wouldn't care less. But Zach makes it very interesting. Um, he's obviously a guy who has a lot of passion about. Um, And again, he talked about this in the show. It's not NIL in terms of just this wild, wild west. It's influencer marketing. So we're going to get into all of that tonight on the show. Zach's going to talk about a lot about how he got involved with the the Clarkson, specifically Steve Clarkson, um, a lot of the the background in marketing and branding and just really what this group of athletes um, is bringing to Louisville football in 2023 and beyond. We talked about the other night on our show uh, when we did the big boy recruiting episode after National Signing Day about this 2023 class being way ahead of its time in terms of understanding of how to be successful both on the field and off the field. And I think you guys are going to get a glimpse of that tonight, knowing that this class has rubbed shoulders with Zach and knowing that. Uh, that they have been a part of this process of evolving Louisville from an NIL perspective. So I say all that to say Zach Soskin will join us tonight on the show. As always, be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at Pink Seeds Pod. Connect with us there. Stay in touch. Uh, follow us, uh, the rest of the guys here at Matt underscore McGavick, at Vincent Lacoco at Meyer, at Jacob Lane 08. Again, subscribe to the show if you're not. I cannot say that enough. Subscribe, 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 subscribe. Great review, do all of those things. Uh, and stay tuned. We've got uh, a couple of weeks of great content planned as we break down the 2022 season that feels like it was literally years ago i mean it's crazy to think about just in november uh, that was just a month and a half ago a month ago louisville football had scott Satterfield as its head coach they had all these pieces in play everything kind of looked towards that being the future of the program and here we are a couple of weeks later and everything has changed so a lot to get into in this offseason make sure you're subscribed following along and without further ado let's go ahead and bring in zach Soskin. I am really excited for this episode uh, tonight. Uh, it's been a long time coming. We've been planning this for a couple of weeks, but uh, excited to bring on a new guest to the show. Zach Soskin joins us, co-founder of Voltage Management. Uh, Zach, first of all, how are you, my friend? It's it's great to see you face uh, to face and get to talk to you a little bit.
1: I'm um, hey, great to connect with you guys finally. It's been through DMs and message boards for a while now, but um, it's it's awesome to be able to to kind of speak openly with everyone and, and get to know everyone and uh... Um, look, we're excited for uh, for a fun ride these next few years and beyond. So thank yeah. you so much for having me on.
4: Well, of course, we're going to get to know Zach a little bit more. And uh, I'm sure if you are on Twitter, the message boards in the Louisville sports community, especially with football, I'm sure the name sounds familiar to you. So we'll connect the dots a little bit tonight and just uh, give Zach here an opportunity to kind of talk a little bit about himself. And so a perfect way to to set that up is um, who is Zach Soskin? Tell us a little bit about who you are, what your background is, and, and how we got
1: here. Absolutely. I always joke, well, you know, the only thing that matters about me in the city of Louisville is I'm Steve Clarkson's business partner. Um, <laughs> that's my claim to fame. Like it's my, you know, my adopted family now. Um, so now I was, uh, I'm a sports marketer by trade, a um, bit of an entrepreneur. Um, I was, so I originally met Steve while I was working at Adidas. Um, I started in social media and branding there, managing football and baseball social media. Um, and then I moved over to the grassroots partnerships team for football. When they launched that, um, got to work under an awesome guy named Shannon Furbrush. He was one of Under Armour's original employees, signed all their colleges. Um, and he kind of laid the, the groundwork or really laid the vision and the strategy, which I was fortunate enough to be the one to kind of go execute and manage and um, built a ton of great relationships across the country with high-end athletes, coaches, seven-on-seven teams, trainers, um, signing elite high schools, doing cool activations of Twitter, live streaming games, Um, But really, the most influential partnership that we had was with a guy with this quarterback coach named Steve Clarkson. Um, (laughs) And that, and, you know, it got to the point where for real, like they had me give a presentation to all of Adidas Marketing North America because of the relationship with Steve and how it kind of had this network effect where through Steve, we got to know a bunch of athletes. And all of a sudden you had these super, super high end college and high school quarterbacks and their teammates all pushing Adidas. Um, and that's where I got to kind of learn about the genius that is Steve Clarkson. Like I always tell everyone he could, you know, he can go toe to toe in marketing and branding conversations with anyone that I've ever dealt with That you know, Adidas or any of the other brands. Like he just kind of chose quarterbacks as his platform for which he was going to build this off of. Like the man's a branding genius, can do it all. Um, so worked with him there in that capacity for three years. And then as I was trying to figure out what was next for me, you know, I loved my time at Adidas. Ton of great work, I'm proud of. We went from third to first in high school football. Um, again, all these kind of uh, best in class things that I was fortunate enough to be a part of. But you know, I always joke, Adidas was going to do twenty billion with or without me, right? Like, it's, you know, <laughs> you can only have so much of an impact, right? Because even a hundred percent of the football market share is just one percent of running, right? Um, so I could joke, you know, we saw the kind of writing on the wall for NIL. Um, so the law in California had been passed at that time that said, hey. By 2023, NIL was gonna be allowed. And there's just, this was like a freight train that despite the, the NCAA dragging their feet, at that point, it was just a matter of when, not if. Um, and then I also saw you know, at the time, it was like Tate Martell was the big high school quarterback. And if Tate Martell or Tyjon Lindsay tweeted about a cleat, you were selling more pairs than if Vaughn Miller tweeted about a cleat at that time. So it's, hey, I, I wanna make an impact for these kids. And frankly, I was kind of building my career off of these kids. And I knew that I was well positioned to help make a difference for them um, and really help them get ahead of NIL, prepare for it, um, and make sure that, hey, as the, as this was coming, that people were getting good advice. And, you know, It didn't take a lot to see that there was gonna be a lot of bad actors trying to jump into this space. So we wanted to get ahead of it for kids, families, but then also working with brands to help shape their NIL strategy. Um, so we started Voltage about four years ago, uh, about two years before NIL was a thing. Work have worked with a bunch of brands and athletes um, throughout, whether it's NIL or NFL or basketball or um, some things here and there. Um, we do a lot of content production. Um, so yeah, it's and it's been really fun. We've been growing this, but we've always known this was going to be built around NIL, um, and then you know, obviously, as Pierce. So it's the one other thing I need to clarify. Like people are like, oh, Adidas signed rule or Adidas signed Steve Clarkson um, because they wanted Pierce to go to an Adidas College. I always joke when I met Pierce Clarkson. He was a slightly chubby sixth grader.
0: (laughs) This
1: kid kid has worked his ass off uh, to get to where he's at. But I can tell you, like, it was no sure thing when we signed Steve that Pierce is going to be that guy. So it was not about that. Um, But it's been really one of the most rewarding parts of my career is watching all of these kids grow up, right? You get to meet Bryce Young when he's in eighth grade, Trevor Lawrence in high school, and Tua's in his family. And you get to cheer on these families as their kids go and reach everything they ever dreamed of. Um, But obviously it's closest to my heart getting to watch Pierce do it and Steve and their family and um, just, you know, whether it was winning a youth national championship, a high school national championship, and then going on to Louisville. Um, So, yeah, that's that's kind of how we got to where we are. Um, And then knowing that, hey, look, like, obviously, you know, Steve was never going to be super instructive with his son. Like he's actually he's far more hands off than people realize. Like, that's why Pierce went to St. John Bosco. Steve's not involved in any of the, those football conversations with the school and he's not going to be at L either. It's it's tr- putting him in the hands of people that he trusts, whether it's the best high school program or an elite college program, working with other private quarterback tutors, you know, the Quincy Averys and Jordan Palmers of the world. Um, but the one side where we are able to provide a ton of value is on the marketing, branding, building out Pierce's brand and his image and the fly, and all things Flyville and really trying to do NIL differently, um, as well as working with a number of other college and high school athletes throughout the country um so yeah that's a long-winded answer and went a little <laughs> bit roundabout especially because not surprisingly i got a phone call from steve while i was given that <laughs> <laughs> we only talk about 10 times a day so i figured i could uh, i could ignore that one for the time being but uh no i'm sure i'll get crap for it later yeah. No, it's yeah. so it's been great yeah.
3: yeah you're batting nine out of ten i'm sure that's 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 perfectly fine <laughs> but you, you mentioned your extensive background in sports marketing and agency and, and whatnot, and you kind of went through like why you decided to go into the NIL front. How, how difficult was it to start making that transition, not knowing where NIL was going to go? Because when NIL was first published, the NCAA kind of just said, OK, this is legal now. We're going to wash our hands or everything. Let the states decide how they want to manage it. Was it difficult not knowing that the, the future of what you're getting involved with, it, it could so, be potentially on I'm rocky gonna, ground?
1: I'm gonna take a little bit of a victory lap here. The difficulty <laughs> wasn't predicting where it was going. Cause the truth is like 90% of this, we got right. Like we nailed, like even this idea, you know, we were basically pitching the idea for collectives, you know, a f- couple months before NIL was a thing but it was actually in Oxford, Mississippi, because at the time we were representing Matt Corral and we were trying to explain to people, hey, look, this is how this is gonna work. Like there's, they're keeping score. So there's, a, you know, there's an obvious kind of A to B to C that's coming. Um, but, you know, for a long time, people looked at us like I was wearing a tinfoil hat, right? <laughs> like they just didn't, they didn't want to believe it. And even now you've seen some of these things, like looking about some of the coaches across the country. I mean, Dabo Sweeney was supposed to retire when kids got paid, right? Yeah. Look mm-hmm. at him now. Now we now we got the Tiger Impact Fund. Um, so I think you see a lot of people. Well, are they've been saying... doing
4: nil for years.
1: <laughs> so... <laughs> what, was, what was the DN way back in the day? Uh, Daquan Bowers. I think that Daquan Bowers might have been the original Clemson nil guy. Or... <laughs> <laughs>
0: um,
1: but no, I think yeah. So it, it's look. It, it is funny though. I mean, I joke like. And this is something just I think applies to any entrepreneur or any business. People think it's really cool to be first. The real winner is who's ever second and third, right? Because you only need to, you don't need to convince them that this is coming. You just convince them that you have the solution. Right. So that's honestly something that we learned is I think we tried so hard to get out ahead of so many things. Um, and if I had to do some things over again, it would be let it let people figure some things out for themselves and then just be ready with the answers when we had them.
3: Obviously, with a uh, business like uh, Voltage, I, I, I'm sure that as notable as UofL's presence with it is you know, known here. W- what other schools or players does Voltage represent? How, how does that go around? So,
1: yeah. Um, so it's funny. We actually have, like, through different things, have done a ton with a bunch of ACC athletes, too. Um, so it's not just a little, right? Brian Brzee at Clemson has been a client for a couple of years. We've um, done some stuff for Devin Leary. Um, actually, I have some women's basketball players as well. Our women's basketball roster is balling. Um, just had ESPN just did a list of the top 50 or 25 players in the country. We had two of the top 10 and two of the three uh, to underclassmen. Um, we have the ACC's leading scorer as well in Jewel Spear, a uh, bunch of others in, in the basketball space, Deuce Vaughn at Kansas State. Um, there's a guy named Dusty Stanfield out of Houston that we co-rep athletes to. Um, so we did Derek King when NIL first launched. He was one of our, you know, kind of got to make him the first kind of face of nil in a lot of ways um we did all a lot of matt corral's deals and then we've also actually represented brands when it comes to nil so when the movie red notice came out um we broke we they call it talent buying Um, so we on behalf of netflix and one of their agencies we um did a bunch of deals where kids tweeted about the movie at the time so that included like even like a you know caleb williams and, and names across the country that aren't they're kids that we have relationships with, but they're not our full-time clients. Um, and then we also do a ton of content work for Penny America. So it's both on the athlete side. Um, we get hit up by collectives all the time. I have for uh, about a year and a half now, um, really getting like frequently. Um, and that's I, I've honestly just wanted to try to figure out the blueprint before we overextended ourselves. We're still a small growing company, um, and obviously, you know, time is a is a valuable resource. And one thing we're big on is we don't want to take anybody, whether that's an athlete, a brand, or a school, on as a client unless we can fully service them. So there's a bunch of kids that we've done one-off deals for that I wouldn't call a client. That we're just here to give them advice as they need it. We'll give them a trading card deal and we can get that done for them um, and some things here and there. Um, but we take you know take a lot of pride in our, our work, our reputation. We want to make sure we're always doing right by everyone. So um, and again, we're not we're not working for the school. Um, we're working with local businesses, right? right? So um, our relationship, as it relates to Louisville, is not with the university. Um, but now we're talking to a lot of local companies and saying, "Hey, you know, we did the camp for the current kids last year, and so let's go talk to the businesses that can support that community initiatives and things like that." Where then we can take, and this is where I think we're uniquely positioned to be especially valuable to all sides: is we can do like high end content, we can throw events. We can do athlete social strut, right? Because we've done, right? Goat, One of Jerry Rice's companies, Goat Fuel. We ran their social and content for years. Did um, social and content for one of Kobe Bryant's former portfolio companies, Art of Sport. Um, Steve runs the most premier football camp in the country in the QB retreat, right? So these are a lot of things we're already doing anyways. Now we can just insert the L athletes into it and do it in a really, really premium way. Like, you know, we are talking about for the, the video that Pierce put out on signing day. Um, I'm sorry, but I'm pretty sure that's better than any local ad. That's oh, come fan- out of- yeah. fantastic <laughs> job! I, yeah.
3: The production value was through the roof on that. I, it, yeah. was, it was very good.
1: Yeah, so we we have a couple of partners on that. There's a company called Border Boys Media. Um, it's two of to get kids I've known for. I say kids; they're my age. Um. In Texas for years that we've done work with since I was at Adidas when they were at Texas A&M, and they've worked with a bunch of other brands. We run, we you know together with them, we run the rookie premiere. Um, so it's the big NFLPA photo shoot at the Rose Bowl that everyone sees every year. So it's kind of trying to, and, and this is why, like, I'm going to do a little bit of self-promoting on this on this one, just because we do want businesses to know, hey, we can provide value in a number of ways, and it's not just connecting you with the athletes; it's providing an A to Z solution. So for one call, one budget item. We can connect it, and that's that's why we're confident in this. Is in Louisville, right? The U of L athletes are the biggest influencers in town outside of Jack Harlow, uh, right? <laughs> if you can't, if you can't afford Jack, like Pearson, these other kids are some pretty great options, right? Jawar Jordan can definitely sell some whatever you need in town, right? Um, so we want to make sure that hey, we can do this in a premium way because I think as awesome as a lot of these collectives are. One, um, UofL doesn't have those billionaires that are backing this and just dumping money into it. And two, even the schools that do, eventually they're gonna get sick of just giving away their money. Like there there is gonna be a limit to it. So what we're, and people will see a lot more of this is what we call sustainable NIL. So how can you do businesses that fund themselves, whether that's creating a killer, you know, in-house marketing agency and doing ad content for local businesses or Flyville, right? my, my joke with Flyville, and you guys will see some of the things that are coming out is flyville is going to be like frank's hot sauce we're going to put that shit on everything um, <laughs> so you'll oh, see yeah. right like oh, it's, yeah. it's not just merch but it's right we know that hey we can like if you guys have seen the t-shirt like the initial line of t-shirts and hoodies we're all fear of god essentials blank same manufacturing everything super super high end probably not the best market fit as we found we wanna people are looking more for their uh value tier options, um, we'll say, but, and not as more streetwear driven. Um, but so we'll, we'll keep coming out with more of those, but it's, Hey, this isn't just about hoodies and shirts. This is about giving fans a way to support athletes in a way that doesn't cost them anything extra. Right. So if you buy protein powder anyways, why not buy flyville protein? If you buy right. I don't want to give away too much, uh, but there's a lot of things that we can do where, Hey, look, we can create just as good, if not better of a product than people are already buying. And that they can know that the money is going to support U L athletes um, And i think that's the most pure form of nil right like think about uh dijon mustardson right but just do that with a little more household <laughs> of items yeah. than, than a, <laughs> an expensive dijon like i love, like that's what nil is really supposed to be anyways right is hey let's build a brand around these athletes and it's it also fits like if you you know when right, you read any social media report or people talk about the creator economy right you got what did Mr. Beast just raise, like some insane amount of money for his um, ghost kitchens, right? So imagine if you could hop on Postmates and there was Flyville ghost kitchens and each kid had a cuisine and you knew that if you ordered Pierce's pizza or Jawar's jerk, I'm just making up random ones, right? (laughs) That that money was going to them. Um, So I think there's there's a lot of unique things that we can do and doing kind of joint ventures. And right, frankly, a lot of these paid social media posts for kids aren't worth that much. So, if you replace that with instead a company that they can own and have this recurring revenue stream, um, it's that much more impactful. And the other thing we're big on is getting kids out there. And this is something, you know, credit to a lot of the local companies. They were doing this well before we got involved, Um, but it's real marketing, right? It's not just a a bag of cash. You have Malik Cunningham on billboards all around town, you have Caleb Chandler on billboards, you got Trey Clark on billboards, right? And that. That's something that's so cool because you're really setting these kids up for long term success. You're really building their brand. You're really giving them experience in front of a camera. Um, Or, you know, we can do more videos or encourage guys to do podcasts, things like that. Where NIL isn't just, you know, I tell kids if a collective gives you $100,000, it's worth $100,000. If you do $100,000 in real marketing deals with local businesses, It's worth so much more than that, right? If you get to meet the CEOs and CMOs and build that network, if you get that experience on camera, if you get them putting paid media behind your social media posts, so your followers are growing, that's what's cool. And I think we're able to bring the perspective of working with NFL clients and knowing, wow, if we had, if our NFL clients had this while they were in college, this would be worth so much, right? So it's, it's really trying to bring increased value to all parts, not just having the athletes being a value suck out of the local community.
4: Yeah. So when you talk about the city of Louisville um, and this being kind of a, I don't even know what you call it, a sleeping beast, I would say of a market for college athletes. It's obviously well known across the state and the city that it's just different here compared to the rest of the the state. Um, And then there's no real kind of pro dominant team. You know, we've obviously seen Louisville city come in and racing, but I still feel like, even from a marketing perspective, there's not really been a full embrace yet of using those athletes for endorsement deals and sponsorships and things of that nature. Uh, But talk a little bit about, uh, obviously I know that you you work with clients out in California with the, you know, the Bosco kids and representing them and working with them. So it's not a a one-to-one connection between you and the school, but just talk about your overall connection to the city and what it's been like for you to kind of develop, uh, you know, um, a foundation and build the operations of a business here and work within the community and, and then, of course, rub shoulders with the university and the folks that come with that. What's, what's that been like overall for you?
1: Um, It's been amazing. I think that's what got it done. And, you know, again, not to speak for Pearson, Steve, but when you hear them give interviews, they'll talk about that from an early on, it wasn't just about the coaching staff clearly, right. It lasted beyond the coaching staff. It was about originally, it was Vince Tyra and then it was Josh Hurd and others in the administration where they understood that there was a commitment to winning, Right? Josh got up when he finally got the full-time job and he said, I want to have the greatest athletic department in the country. Well, that's what this crew is all about. right? They, Like I said, they won a national championship in middle school. They won a national championship in high school and they plan on doing the same in college. right? They didn't come here to go seven and six. They didn't come here to go eight and four. They came here to go to the playoffs. And there was a belief that the people and the university and the community was on board with that and wanted it and the fans want it. And Right. Obviously, basketball is, is still probably king in the city, but there is still just a huge appetite to see the university succeed, the athletic department succeed, and the athletes succeed. Um, and it's been awesome getting to know the people. I like, like, we all joke, like, you got to be honest. When you, like, I grew up in Minneapolis, I've lived, then went to Oregon, lived in LA. Like, you don't really know what's going to be there in Mobile, right? It is a, I'm just going to be honest, it is a much bigger city than anyone outside the city expects it to be, right? Like, they, They expect maybe a college town and some horses. Uh, But obviously, as everyone knows, like it is a real deal city with a, you know, big local economy, big businesses, right? It's now we always give the stat, right? It's one of the three biggest college football markets that doesn't have an NFL team. You know, the other two being Columbus and Austin. So it's, again, the potential is massive. And I think the other thing that not being from the city, we didn't fully appreciate until the last couple of weeks is how much the Brom family means to that city, because as a much excitement as there was about the class, it is on 100x since the Brahms got hired. And, um, you know, I think the kids couldn't be more excited now that they've gotten to know Jeff and his offense and the excitement the city has around. Like, it, it really feels like it was meant to be, that this marriage of this group of kids coming in with this new coaching staff, it just feels right. And you feel the excitement. I think there's no doubt that great things are going to happen.
2: Yeah, you mentioned, you know, the, the relationship with the Clarksons, um, but but really, I mean, I, it feels like it's it's much more than that. It's, it's kind of a culmination of, I think, that that uh, Pierce and Steve kind of started it and kind of came out of nowhere with the billboard board campaign and everything. But obviously, there, there's so much more there than just Pierce Clarkson. Uh, there, you know, the I would say, what, 85 to 90% of this class stayed on board when the coaching staff left. That's pretty much unheard of. Uh, so, can I guess can you speak to that a little bit as far as just everyone else in the yeah. class, as, as far as um, what the relationship was like? And uh, essentially, do they kind of feel the same way?
1: Yeah. I mean, so obviously, like Adonijah was committed before Pierce and, and some others were, but uh, you know, so he was already there. But as this class got to know each other, it really became they were committed to the city, the university, and committed to each other. Um, it's not a so Adonijah got screwed out of it. I don't know if you guys saw the play. Cedar Grove got absolutely screwed out of a state championship win, uh, by the, but that's a Cedar Grove is a perennial power, um, in the Atlanta area. Um, and Luke Burgess, Burgess and Madden Sanker, their schools are very, very successful as well. And then the core of this class was built in the top two high school teams in the country, right? Not just good teams, the two best in the nation, right? You got St. John Bosco and Miami central. So this was a special group of kids, right? And even though they didn't know each other before this, there's a lot about Pierce Clarkson and Stan Quan Clark that are wired the same way, right? They're natural-born leaders. They want to win. They have that work ethic where they're going to put in the extra work, both on the field and doing their best to try to get kids to join them, right? Um, I think there's some there's some kids that I think Stan Quan would have had on board if uh, if the coaching change didn't happen so close to signing day. And there's you know it's tough to build new relationships and things like that, right? It's not a it's not a knock on any coach that a kid isn't comfortable committing to them a week after meeting them. It's just, it is what it is. Um, but I think that's why we said, there's no doubt the 2024 class will be even better than 2023. But um, yeah, it's it's a really a special group of kids. I mean, again, like even, you know, kids like Jaleel and, and I, I'm, I wasn't sure it was going to be public, but I'm glad now that people know the story about Mikey's ACL. I mean, that kid's a freaking warrior. I mean, you watch him, he's pick six in the California State Championship game on a torn ACL.
4: Unreal. Like, that's
1: the type of insane. Like, I, you know, I kind of joke with people like, The the intensity in the program, I mean, again, obviously now with the new coaching staff coming aboard, it's a given, Um, but even before that, there was no doubt that these kids were going to help shift the culture. And that's no disrespect to the kids that are in place. Like they've had a lot of hard fought battles and won a lot of games with a lot of injuries and a backup quarterback and some other things working against them. Um, But these, kids, like I said, these kids haven't gone seven and six in college and they won't in their career. Like I'll take, I'll, I'll basically predict that now. Um, they are going to win a lot of games and they're going to do whatever they can to win to do that. And, and they're also going to attract other kids to join them. I think even when you talk to some of the kids that are coming in the portal, they expect to start over these high school kids. But the fact that this, this group of high school kids is coming, certainly got their attention. They can feel the momentum. Like it's, um, I spoke about this on the radio yesterday. They're like Louisville is just one of the hottest brands in the country right now. And not to toot our own horn, but it's a, in large part due to Pierce and Stanquan and Jaleel and Aaron and these high school kids that are putting on, like, look, the, the billboards weren't an accident, right? They were a statement. It was, we're here to do something special. I think the thing that I hope people understand, and again, you'll hear Pierce and, and Steve say this and all these other kids say this, the goal is not just to win an ACC championship and compete for national championships while these kids are there. It's to create something that is sustainable and allows U L to, to do that well beyond their time there because I think that's the one thing that you have always been missing is you have the blips, right? You have the highest of highs with the Teddy and a Lamar. And when Brian Brown was quarterback, right. I remember watching him compete in conference USA when I was a kid, like there's so there's been those moments in these, you know, truly as good about, you know, you want a Heisman like as good of individual athletes and his amazing teams winning all the different bowl games you can have, but there's been the, you know, and a lot of that's due to coaching changes as well. But I think when you combine what, can be done with a staff that we know isn't going to go anywhere with a group of kids that wants to bring a bunch of other kids with them. And by being able to create sustainable NIL where you're not, you don't have to worry about losing kids to, you know, the highest bidder or things like that.
4: Talk a little bit about uh, the risk of nil. One thing, uh, you know, I have a really in, an interesting kind of perspective here, working in digital advertising and getting to kind of cross paths with nil here quite a bit. And the one thing I, I find is businesses being very concerned about the overall appearance of what nil is, and then when you really drill down to it, the overall kind of matching of strategy and aligning with the business values and perspectives of what that business is.
1: So, go ahead. I, I, I was going to say, I think the easiest way to make people understand how to leverage NIL is just like, stop using the word NIL or stop just, it's influencer marketing, it's sports yes. marketing, right? Yep. This is no different than paying a professional athlete or a local influencer role. they, you're, It's right, you're, all these deals, right? You're paying for eyeballs and influence and these kids can provide it, right? So I think that's a lot of people, it still feels like a dirty word, mm-hmm. right? As if, oh, it's NIL, like. It's a double, and it's no. These are real marketing agreements, right? This is high-level content. This is that's how this can work: is by do integrating them into traditional marketing plans, right? It's just instead of having the local news anchor have a U of L athlete, instead of having you know whatever a a random model have a U of L athlete, instead of paying for just doing paid media, sorry Jacob, right? (laughs) Instead of just paying doing paid media from the from the brand account. Right, yeah. but you can you know this, right? When you do paid media from an athlete or an influencer, the ROI is far greater than just doing it from the company's page. Mm-hmm. So instead of doing five grand in paid media, give two grand to an athlete and two grand in paid media, and you'll get you know triple the results that you would have as just doing five x or five grand from the company account, right? We got all the you know the open door white papers and our own stats to show that you know basically the uh, an athlete versus a brand you're getting as much as 10X the ROI on paid media, just because people love people more than they love brands, right? Like that's the the thing that makes sports so unique is you're tapping into that passion, right? It's the passion that people have for UofL and UofL athletes is far greater than we have for our local insurance guy just is what it is.
4: For sure. And so where where I'm more kind of going with that is with the athletes with these kids coming in. You know, we talked about this on our show last week, you know, the the 2023 class is far beyond their years in understanding this market of marketing and and branding themselves. But we've seen guys like, you know, not to not to poke fun, but, you know, uh, DeColdis Crawford goes, does this great HVAC deal and then enters the portal. We've seen guys, you know, do NIL deals and get in trouble. So how do you kind of like teach these kids to to stick with it when they're, you know, talking with NIL and not after their first year? Maybe they're not getting a ton of playing time and not feeling the love there. How do you kind of get them to stick with that long term?
1: Well, okay, so I do want to address this because this is one of the things that frustrates me when people talk about it and I say, oh, DeColdis Crawford left after getting that deal. <laughs> that local HVAC deal was on- They killed they, made so they killed more. it. The earned media on that was so much more than they yeah. were paying for, right? Like, they killed it. And it's still, NIL is still new enough that it's the best, the earned media you get, right? The local media coverage, the ESPN, the Bleacher Report, Boardroom, All these people athletic that want to cover NIL, it is such a good spend still. And it's the newness and the, and you know, maybe five, 10 years from now that goes away. But right now, there's so much innovation you can do and so many different things that you can do and still be the first this, the first that, or the first in the market to do this. Where it's, you don't like all of these brands that have done NIL deals have gotten their money's worth, right? People talk about, oh, Dr. Pepper did a deal with DJ and now he's going to transfer and, you know, he didn't win a Heisman. So, Dr. Pepper was everywhere. Dr. Pepper got their money. Like, There's not really been a brand that's done an NIL deal that truly regrets it, right? As long as they're actually putting the kids out and doing real marketing, then it's worth it. If you're just paying the kid to play football, well, that's another story and that's not what this is necessarily supposed to be. But if, you're, if you are a company and you've done a commercial, I mean, I, we did a deal for Derek King with BioFeel. The ad came out before the season. He got hurt the first game and then was done for the year a few weeks later. BioSteel got way more than their money's worth because of all the coverage it got in the video content, And right? You can still get your ROI just in that quick little burst. Because again, it's not like these brands, right? It's not like Dakotas Crawford got half a million dollars through that commercial. Probably a couple thousand.
4: Yeah, for sure.
1: Exactly. But if you look at the Nielsen like projections and the eyeballs and how much you'd have to pay to get that many impressions, I mean, they crushed it. Right. And there's a lot of versions of that. Like Morgan & Morgan is a law firm that's done deals all across the country. Great ROI. And there's a lot of examples of that. Um, so I, I do, again, not to, I feel like I've, I've been on my pedestal and, and on the sofa <laughs> for all this, but it's uh, clearly I'm, I'm passionate about the topic. And I, again, I challenge anyone like, you know, Darren Novell can put out his tweets about whatever, but the numbers just don't back it up. Like people are getting their money's worth.
3: So you you've talked a lot uh, about NIL overall sustainability, and I go back to a couple questions ago when you mentioned the overall history of Louisville football in the last thirty or so years. It has huge peaks, but then some lulls. Goes back to a peak, a little bit of a lull. Obviously, your most notable clientele here is Pierce Clarkson, obviously, and he's not going to be here forever. I mean, knock on wood, he's probably be here three years and then venture onto the NFL. Whenever that clientele relationship ends would you, i guess another roundabout way of asking
1: is we're not you, we're not going anywhere we're staying we're staying you
3: know, the, I, I, i'm glad you uh you picked up what i was throwing down
1: <laughs> yeah. it's you know we can do the full uh wolf of wall street
0: i'm not even uh, no
1: but it's we want to be a part of that and i think look we're um uh, you know clearly as you can tell i got a little bit of ego myself no but it's we we want to have like you want to make an impact like that that's why we're here right? And if it's just a blip, then we're just another group, right? But if we can help turn U L into a power, and I think, right, they're in the, the ACC is ripe for the taking, um, like Clem, Davo ain't built for this era of college football. I'll just, I can say that because by the time this airs, Brian Brazil will be about 12 hours away from his last game there, so I'm okay. Um, but Dabo's not built for NIL and, and that culture and, and, you know, he can say whatever he wants about God's NIL, but <laughs> pretty sure that'd be a you know pretty sure claiming your uh, your god is a uh, is a sin you know based on my uh, bible and torah study but uh no i think when you look at you know as an oregon fan i've been shorting <laughs> mario Cristobal stock for years now right and as someone who had to, who worked with shea patterson and watched a josh gaddis offense at michigan for years like that one year of power run in it like people you know they got those awards and he went to miami but like look this is this conference is here and you look at the way this the, the schedule is set up, like the goal for this team this year is to go to a conference championship and it should be for years to come. Um, and so I think that, that we want to be a part of that. And look, I'll be honest, if we can do it, it'll be really good for business, too. Right. <laughs> so it's kind of we're not going to necessarily be able to go build these relationships at every school across the country or every you know um, city across the country. Um, so, right, there is the, it's the double-edged thing of, Hey, look, we can all, and again, it, it kind of goes back to what I was saying, as far as the relationship between the athletes and the brands, it's also with us and the brands it's mutually beneficial. And those are the best kinds of relationships.
4: Absolutely. All right. Last thing I want to get out of here on this. I want to talk a little bit about the the collective space. You talked about this earlier throughout the show, but uh, I'd be remiss to not ask about the 502 Circle and, and the work that they're doing and how that is interjecting to what you're doing. There's a lot of building and educating and and really getting people and business owners and marketing directors and all these digital people aligned with strategy and understanding a lot of what you've just talked about. So how are you guys working in tandem to become more successful and make the environment here for the athletes an even better place?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So um, obviously couldn't do anything with 502 Circle before signing day. Um, But since then have gotten to know, um, actually just had a call with Mark today um, about how can we work together and how can we, um, whether it's the athletes or the marketing service, how can we kind of have this joint effort to do great things for UofL athletes, for UofL and for the local community, right? A big emphasis is going to be nonprofit work in the community as well. Um, so again, I, I highly encourage everyone to go sign up, become a member of 502 Circle. If you want, if you have questions about NAL, feel free to reach out to Mark, myself or anyone else affiliated with either. Um, but it, it's so important. And it's just because a lot of you, Frankly, you need the public support, right? Where you look at you know Gator Collective talking about we got this much money or Ole Miss has got $10 million. Then Gator Collective said they're like $13 million. And well, as fans, if these are the programs that you want U of L to beat in recruiting battles and to beat on the field, you gotta help do what do your little what it doesn't matter how little it is. If it's ten dollars, it's twenty-five dollars, whatever it is. If you can do something to help, you're helping the team win. I think that's what's cool about like college athletics and I said this much college athletics is the only form of fandom where you can actually impact your team right I can't help the Minnesota Vikings win more games but as U L fans right the way you talk about your school on social media the way you talk to or don't talk to athletes on social media the way that you support the NIL collective the way that you encourage the your companies to get involved with NIL literally helps the team win right we can You know, yeah, you can't pre-negotiate deals, but kids are aware of what schools are able to offer them the most because they see what's going on. Or, you know, it's okay to ask, well, how much did your starting cornerback earn last year? That's an acceptable question, right? Because you can look at precedent. You're not promising them anything. So the more we're able to do an NIL, and that's where huge credit to the businesses and people that have stepped up. Like when you get it, when you're going from the airport to the, to downtown and you see Malik's Planet billboards, and you see these other ads on town featuring U of L athletes. I cannot overstate what an impact it makes. So that's the one thing I'd encourage people to do is like, you don't need to have a big budget to get involved in NIL. Whether if you're an individual, just become a member of 502 Circle or buy some Flyville merch. If you're a company, reach out to me or Mark, and we can set it up for U of L athletes to appear in your ads or come to your events or whatever it is, because every little bit helps. And the kids are willing to do their part. They I can't like. Especially the kids that are coming to U they want to do work in the community. They want to be in ads. They, like, that is like their real life experience that they understand is setting them up for long-term success. Like it's not a burden for them. It's, it's, it's something they want to do. So um, yeah, please, please reach out. Um, we're all like and if, look, if you're listening to this podcast or you're watching this podcast, you're probably a U UofL fan. Or just a really weird Kentucky fan. But, uh, <laughs> you picked up the vibes. Yeah, uh, uh, I appreciate I'm that. for you.
2: Or a Florida State hey, fan. Hey, Florida State. Hey, I'm coming big, for tomorrow.
1: Yeah. Really? I, they got a number this year. I can't lie. Shout out to my boy Johnny Wilson from Calabasas. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was tough. But hey, you got any of you got any more than tall guys out there? Is that that, is that, that, that six seven, seven fella? Yeah, is that tall guys? <laughs> Yeah, that's that six seven guy that I think still has B Brown. And is just owned. Yeah. yeah. Pants, you know, yeah. Say it for you, hey, all right. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna get in trouble for this one, but I'm gonna tell a story. And I'm so sorry for this, but I think we can do it now. Um, if you want to know what kind of kids and families that are coming to U of L now, that game, the Florida State game, was Stan Quan Clark's official visit. After the game, his mom went after B Brown and let it gave him a piece of her mind because he made no adjustments and that's why we lost and she saw it. <laughs> And she's like, hey, you, you cost these boys this game. So that's the type of just commitment. to And again, she knows her spot, and it wasn't anything crazy. But she was going to make sure that he knew that she did not approve of the job that he did. And, and frankly, no one should have approved of the job. He did. He got freaking beat. Um, so yeah, like, apologies for the Hilarious. long rants in the, in the soapbox.
4: I think it's a good perspective for a lot of fans to get an understanding of what the vision is, what's trying to be accomplished. It's not just saying, hey, come here and we're going to put 500 grand in your pocket each year. No, there's going to be uh, a level of expectation of being able to do a marketing and branding. And these kids representing businesses like, uh, you know, healthcare comp partners and players in this city. Uh, so it's great for the fans to understand what that kind of looks like. Uh, so, Zach, one last thing. Where can, where can anyone who's listening to this who's not familiar with you, where can they follow you, um, social media, all that stuff? just to kind yeah. of uh, stay up to date with what Voltage has going on and, and what the future holds for Louisville football.
1: All my social media handles are at ZSoskin, Z-S-O-S-K-I-N. Um, I definitely say, t- like a joke, like Twitter DMs is probably the best place to get a hold of me. Um, I joke that <laughs> t- Twitter, Twitter is the real LinkedIn. Shameless plug, go buy some Flyville merch. Stay tuned for what's there. Make sure you're following Pierce. Make sure you're following Steve. Make sure you're following everyone else in this class. They're all going to do some really special things. And then, so so one more shameless plug. So one our big biggest content project that we do it's called road to the rated rookie it's with panini america we follow four or five guys through their draft process every year and instead of you know espn espn2 used to have that draft academy show where it'd be a 30 minute episode about five different guys instead mm. of that we have we do each, give each athlete their own five minute episodes and tell their story their journey so like jerry judy still has his first episode from like years ago pinned to his twitter profile so i encourage everyone to go watch that one or sam ellinger or Aiden Hutchinson, or Garrett Wilson, or some of these other athletes that were featured on the series that we produce—that that is very much so something that we want to bring. So I think athlete storytelling is big. And then the other thing that I think is going to be interesting is like the X's and O's and the post, you know, kind of like Draymond does his podcast after the games and there's the break, you know, not going to be as spicy with the takes as Draymond, but like, (laughs) I'm, I'm assuming this is something we'd all think is pretty cool is like, after a game, you can have the athletes talk about a few key plays, right? Maybe it's Monday morning or whatever it is. And put it behind a paywall or something like that. Um, so it's both their life, but then also like football knowledge and, and, and making fans smarter, I think, is another cool side of the content piece. The,
2: the more that you can humanize the, the student athletes, the more that there will be an, a connection and the NIL
4: uh, wheel will continue to turn. I really enjoyed the tweet last week of, you know, and you kind of alluded to it earlier, but the content is not, it's not just about merch. It's not just about selling some hoodies, but it's about really this full um, this full circle experience of of making these athletes in this market professional athletes and, and how that benefits the community. So Zach Soskin, huge thank you for jumping on the show with us. This will not be the last time that he appears here. Uh, as he mentioned, be sure to give him a follow on Twitter. Check out all the things that Voltage is doing in the NIL space, not just with Louisville, but across the board. It's fascinating um, whether you, you're in the marketing space or have any understanding of what's going on there because it's not this wild wild west that you see and hear uh, there's a lot more that's happening with strategy and really smart people at the top level trying to make things happen for businesses uh, we will we'll will be back uh, more episodes coming along the way here in the next couple of days be sure you stay tuned subscribe to the show at, at uh, pink Seeds Pod on twitter from the pink Seeds podcast anywhere you get your shows from we will be back until then go cards